0: Hey everyone! Again, it's us for, with another episode of Fufu and Pop. It's me, Adua, and
1: me, Nicole.
0: <laughs> hey, girl! How have you been?
1: Um, I have been okay. You know, still coveting.
0: Yes, we're still in this lockdown. But um, we already did a bit of how are you type of thing. Everybody, we're good. Everybody, we're fine. We're alive. <laughs> You know, we have a love-hate relationship with social media and I was, um, I took a break. I've been more active on Fufu and Pap um, Instagram page than on my own personal page because I decided to take a break from social media. But once in a while, um, if I, there's some information, if especially we're promoting an episode and everything, I will go on post on my social page, but I try not to go through it. Um, Yeah, to go into
1: the rabbit hole, yeah.
0: Go down the rabbit just like scroll through to see if I missed anything that I needed to address. So if you go into my inbox right now, I've read messages, but I just take the messages that I needed a response for or whatever and deal with that. But there are some days that I wish there was a different way we could promote our podcast so I could just delete social media for life because (laughs) it is such a illusion, like it is such a space where it's illusion a lot of illusion on social media what isn't is what you think it is isn't really what it is people's Mm -hmm. lives are not what they say it is you can have people come on last week they had a big belly two months later they come back and their belly's flat and have the audacity to tell you that (laughs) They were on a workout regime, eating healthy. And then they took a trip to Dr. Miami in Miami or they flew to Brazil or wherever, did their body and then came back and have the audacity to tell you that it was through workout. So you are sitting there working out like crazy and eating like crazy, eating all these healthy foods, tasteless, bland food. And then two months in, you, all you lost was an inch. And then this person is like two months. They've lost all that weight. Only to find out that somebody did snip, snip, tuck, tuck. And then we are about to talk about the video that I sent you yesterday talking about that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, so that was really interesting. I mean, it was even more interesting when you told me, you know, how young this girl was. But just the fact that she, so the whole video really was about her showing that she went through various like surgeries, cosmetic surgeries, Mm -hmm. um, to have a flatter tummy, to have a bigger butt. Right. And, Mm -hmm. and And I don't, I can't remember, did she have like breast implants?
0: I think so. She did like a whole thing. Yeah,
1: she did, you know, I think they call it like the, like the Brazilian, the full Brazilian Mm -hmm. makeover or something. Anyways, basically she was like, she was made over and had surgery from head to toe. Now there's two things like I think it's good that she was transparent, follow the girl. So I don't know what she posts, but from the video, I would say it's good that she was like, Hey, I, this is what I did because Mm -hmm. the other part of it, like you said, um, where people post, you know, looking like a snack or how the young people say it, you know, just snatched and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. But they say, Oh, I'm, I'm working out and they do these workout videos and all you ever see them do is drink bean shakes, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) those kinds of things. That really is an illusion, right? Because Mm -hmm. there's sometimes there are some pages where people are, yeah, getting surgeries done and making it appear Mm -hmm. like they, they're always working out and they're eating you well and the, the thing that's even more misleading is like you actually see them working on do it but they're they're showing you eat that they eat this junk food which is even more like mind-blowing to some people especially people who are just so influenced by social media and the people that they follow so circling back to that particular video you sent so that was one part where i was like okay well at least she's transparent about the fact that she's done all these surgeries but it was it was hard to swallow uh metaphorically that she was so young 21 years old and doing all that kind of stuff 20. or 20 yeah
0: because i remember if i recall my 20s i wasn't i i wasn't a skinny girl i was maybe a size 8 size you know between 8 and 10 right had a belly had a bit of a belly but nothing like i you know nothing crazy but i know it was mostly because <coughs> At 20 I was in university you know so you go for quick easy meals, fast food, whatever. you know once in a while we'll hit up the gym at Carlton University um, just to do something. But like I was able to maintain that body until maybe 20 you know my late towards my mid to late 30s, right? I will do anything to go back to that body. <laughs> I'll do anything to go back to that <laughs> no. body. But having said all of that, I am sure if I had a few salads, you know, once in a while, and I, what do you call it? Because I remember actually at um, 23, 22, 23, no, twenty 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 one, 2021, I had a very bad, you know, heartache, heartbreak. And I didn't eat for maybe two months, not any solid meals. I was just like, you know, heartbroken, whatever. Girl, Mm -hmm. my body just went from like (laughs) 12 to a size eight. I went from in two months, two months. (laughs) But because one thing, your metabolism is faster. So you can burn weight faster. So at 20, all she needed to do was run on the treadmill maybe once or twice a week have a salad once or twice a week and that belly would have been gone. But I also think- I've finished, finish. No, I'm just thinking that because you have people like the Kylie Jenner's who at 18 started doing work on their body, these young kids think that the only way I can have the body that I desire is to cut myself up. When by 38, 39, 40, your body will be so bad, that no amount of you end up looking like, forgive me for saying this, Donatella Versace because of all the work that you've done.
1: Yeah, I mean, it. like I think, too, especially when you're starting that young, like somebody like Kylie Jenner, um, that it's going to catch up to you. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just it's like our bodies are especially at 18 years old. You know, our bodies are still changing still transforming. And as you get older, you know it's your your body composition just changes so for sure those types of surgeries definitely catch up to you but it's maybe i i have um when i think about some of the people that i know that may have like done those sorts of things like sometimes the mental state where people like that that 20 year old girl could be beautiful to us you know and her body could be gorgeous to us But she may have like body dysmorphia, you know, she may be looking at herself and being like, I'm horrible and this, that and the other. But I do think what adds to that influence is like this social media is just seeing it left, right and center. Mm -hmm. Like that's all we see, even if we try to avoid what I've done on social media. I haven't had like so much time to be on social media these days, which is good. I feel like it's like such a blessing because you get like your your mental state just gets destroyed by all the things you think you're supposed to be like um but when those things do pop up on my explorer page i just you know press the three dots to say i'm not interested right and i delete that because um because it does do something to your mental state so i wouldn't be surprised that somebody like that young girl um you know just constantly looking Constantly awesome. mm-hmm. pages on Instagram and just getting influenced to do that. And and the other thing I always think about is like, where do you get this money? <laughs> Surgeries are not cheap. So,
0: I'm I, I, so, yeah, I, I mean. T- I was just going to say, like, the last point before we go, before we take a break, because our guest is coming on soon, is oh, yeah. I've, I've struggled with body dysmorphia for a long time. Like, I see a different body in the mirror every single time I go there. And I've had to wrestle with that from time on time, you know, but last weekend we took a trip to Ottawa. Um, Me and my girls took a trip to Ottawa and we were like, we're going to use that as an excuse to get dressed, look nice and go out. We went to for dinner and everything. So I decided to take this, you know, body suit that is sexy and whatever, whatever. And, you know, I wore it. I was in that getting dressed and I wore it and I just looked at myself in the mirror and I was like, you do not give yourself enough credit. Yes. I've gained a lot of weight. Yes. I've, you know, maybe the the mirrors in the hotel are deceiving, but (laughs) I I just looked at myself and I said, you know, what is wrong with how you look? I am sure if, you know, if my, future man was to see me in that right now we wouldn't have made it to the restaurant. Cause he would have been like, you know, <laughs> your body looks amazing in that. So I'm like, this is why sometimes I feel like all of us women need to learn how to look at ourselves in the mirror. And, and it's difficult cause I struggle with that and I talked about it in my solo yeah. podcast that sometimes looking myself in the mirror, but when you really look at yourself in the mirror and you see the person looking back at you, you will notice that you are beautiful and sexy in so many ways that you don't need to, yes, maybe losing weight looks good, whatever, it's great. But if you start to love who you are, you only want to appreciate, do better for yourself. And that might force yeah. you to do more work in terms of like maybe eating properly or um, working out more and what's up. But when you love the person as it is, that's when you want to improve it. But when you hate yourself, that's when you feel like you need to change everything about your body and it's not going to change enough because you'll still look at yourself in the mirror. And that's why so many people get addicted to plastic mm-hmm. surgery because they never yeah. like the person who is looking back at them. When up- yeah, exactly. I'm.
1: Mean, yeah, it, that's why I feel like too, it's definitely a mental, a mental state because no matter how many times you look in the mirror after surgeries and things like that, you know, some people just, cannot see that they look good. And this is when those addictions start, but it does come down to like accepting your body, you know, and, and, you know, it's so funny when you think about like your own personal situations, you know, <laughs> I feel like, you know, I'm close to 40 and I've been fighting with that my whole life. And I'm like, man, I don't want to spend the next 20 years still hating the body that I, the skin that I'm in and like that kind of stuff. But it's interesting because. You're right. As women, we just we, we spend so much time and the, the problem are to compare, you know, not everybody is supposed to look the same. Not everybody's supposed to have the same body. Mm-hmm. So it's it is a hard thing to do. And I, I think especially younger women, it's hard to really accept your body as is. Oh my gosh, you're going to have to do that because changes as you get older your body changes when you have a baby yeah you know like it just it with or without a child having a child your body's going to change yep but it is full circle because there's so many different factors to in you know really loving your body it is like eating eating properly the sleep the Mm -hmm. activity there's so much to it so but so you know we can never tell why somebody went through such like dramatic surgeries but it is always shocking to see that because you're like, wow, you're 20 and you can, you're at a, a point in your life where you can work on your body. It's like, the, it's like, it's like clay at the moment. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. You know,
0: dad, teenage life. So you can build that body you want by having healthy habits. Whereas it's harder at 38, 39, 40 to do yeah. that because your metabolism has just dropped so low. It's like, I can't lose weight as quickly as I used to you know and like by now like the way i've been working out and eating well i should be like dropping like weight like crazy but it's not happening as easily as i would want to but anyways we are our guest is going to be joining us really soon so i don't know if you want to take a, do you have any last words before we take a
1: quick break um, no i think it's a good time to take a break okay guys so we'll be back with our guest shortly.
0: back from our break and our lovely guest has joined us um for anyone who is well obviously you guys are wondering who we have on our podcast today we have Carrie who is a Reiki master and she's here to talk about Reiki and I'm sure I'm not going to go into what Reiki is I will let her explain it so Carrie Anne, welcome to Fufu Fu Impact would you like to tell the audience a little about yourself what you do and if you could explain reiki to those who are not aware of what reiki is sure
2: um so i'm Carrie ann ingram i heal i specifically focus on healing a childhood trauma so trauma based um therapy and through natural modalities Mm -hmm. so Reiki has been a really powerful tool for me, and I discovered it by fluke. I had the most amazing boss um, who led me down this path. Mm -hmm. But um, what Reiki is, it's a non-invasive, energetic transfer into the client or the individual's body. So we can self-administer Reiki or we can, as a practitioner, as I am, I'm a Reiki master. And I'll go into what that means later. Um, I transfer the healing, the universal healing energy, which is available to every single human being, um, every living thing, as a matter of fact. So I transfer that energy into the individual who believes that there's a barrier for them to access this um, energy. Mm -hmm. So, it goes into their body, the, the energy is intuitive, it is, you know, God-like, it's divine. So it knows exactly where in the body to concentrate on, what to do where, when it goes into the body. So if it finds disease, dis-ease, um, b- broken, you know, anything that is out of alignment, it shifts it back into balance. It's such an amazing um, tool. For me, it helped me. I was an avid smoker. Yucky, I know, disgusting. I know, but I smoked for fifteen years. Chain wow. smoked. Yeah, it was disgusting. Oh. I cannot. I smell <laughs> it now from across, like way across the street, and I'm like, oh my god! Like, you I have like that... spidey sense. No, it's it totally. It's heightened, but the amount of um, chemicals we, in, you know, induce. In like it's just, it's it, it's. Yeah, it's, it's a lot. I couldn't, I can't believe that I was so disconnected from my senses that I was able to endure this. And I was a chain smoker, not a regular smoker, a chain okay. smoker. Where, you know, when you, I don't know if you know any smokers, but when they're out and they have little butts, do the butts and re-roll them, it tells me I couldn't go get to a store to buy a pack. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> um, so I'm glad that that's a habit that is gone. And so when I became the first level Reiki, there's four levels of um, initiation into this practice. I, it pushed it out of me. So, you know, the energy completely engulfed me and made me not hate it, but there was a sense of death looming. You know, I could only say this to the esoteric community because most people are like, You're weird.
1: <laughs> but
2: uh, it was, I it. yeah. Yeah. And it was heavy. I started to, so after my first training, I, I have one flight of stairs up to my home and I would get winded. And I'm in a, person like, what is happening? Then I started to have this heaviness sitting on my back, like literally death was coming. And if I didn't rectify this, and, you know, the outcome would be mom to bear. And
1: so when it was
2: time to quit, I decided that this is it. And people like, yeah, okay, we've known you. You're, you're a chain smoker. Like, you've tried everything. It's not going to happen. Just accept it. And I let it go. And it's been like nine years, going on 10, that I, I'm allergic now. I cannot be around anyone that smokes. So uh-huh. Reiki did that the reiki was the only thing that did that. So, um to go back to your question, <laughs> um it was reintroduced into the west. It came it was reintroduced in the east and it migrated back to the west. But it's a practice that was developed in ancient Kemet, you know? Um so the ancient Egyptians, it's on the the walls in hieroglyph of them administering energy and using the natural elements as we know, like they were very in tuned with planetary systems, the energetic systems that govern our world and the human anatomy. So they knew how to coexist in harmony with all things. So I'm I'm learning about that. I'm reading a lot of history books, a lot of Kemetic history books, African history. And it's so divine, you know, to, to really learn our origin. So Reiki yoga is divinely from, that part of the world and that's the origin um so yeah it's a god-given modality that we all have access to and we as you know the 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 times that we're in i am encouraged to prompt more people to get in tune with the natural way of being the natural tools Mm
1: -hmm. well it's interesting that you say it's like you know it's accessible to everybody because it is you know we're like living in this atmosphere and it just makes you realize like the power that you have that you don't know, you know, that yeah. you could use to like heal yourself and things like that. But you, you kind of touched on, you know, smoking being one of the starting points to, that got you interested in Reiki, but so, no, oh, sorry, no. did I, did I interpret that wrong?
2: Um, it helped to push that out. I had no idea what it would do so how i got involved with reiki was i had oh, yeah. that's
1: that's the next question sort of like oh, what okay. did you do? De- <laughs> what made you decide to study it and practice it and then uh and and sort of what can what what can, if i wanted to be a reiki master what would i have to do kind of thing
2: okay so i came about so okay <laughs> I think I was like 14 years old, 14 or 15, and I was in the church. I was religiously in the church, and the church was my anchor because I had uh, my cousin who was like one of my big supporters and anchor during my childhood. Um, She was avidly involved in the church, and my home life was super abusive, so I relied on her for that love and support. So I spent a lot of time in church and i remember we had a visiting pastor and we you know they call us up to the front to come get your prophetic message and he came over to me and he touched me and looked at me and said you will heal the world and i'm like okay like you know at that age <laughs> it doesn't register, register you're like yeah. "Oh, okay great <laughs> done yet because this service is long <laughs> So, you know, that's in, like, my subconscious now. Fast forward, I am working at this amazing charity. They're a Canadian charity in Toronto here. They're At the time, they were called Windfall Basics. They're now called Brands for Canada. And the executive director of this charity is the most incredible human being I have been blessed to work with. She, the things that she did for us as a team, To ensure that because we're working with the vulnerable population, Mm -hmm. our mental, physical and emotional health was the utmost importance to her. So she would bring in um, life coach, um, naturopathic doctors, energy healers physical trainers and ensure that every oh. month that we have right mm-hmm. so forward thinking yeah. and she herself is very very in tune to the spiritual side of things she's like intuitive like she's just an incredible human being and we're still friends um thankfully but um yeah so she she her naturopathic doctor was putting on um a Training and she's like, Kirian, I think this would be something that would be right for you. And I was like, Oh no, I trust you. Okay, <laughs> here's my money, I'll do it. I had no idea what Reiki was, and so I go, I did it, I fell in love. I actually took it to all four levels, she only did Amazing. um level one, uh, because she's obviously busy, right? Um, and I just found so much value in it, and I started to heal people and not you know as a profession just Mm -hmm. because that's just what you do when you have access to more of this energy Mm um yeah but the thing with getting into this opening yourself up to this energy it also you're open up like you're wide open so you are sensitive to everything that is happening in the ethers not (laughs) in this realm in all the realms so my first level, I started to see things out of like the side of my eye. And I was like, like dark shadows. And I'm like, am I going crazy? Maybe <laughs> I need my eyes checked. This one has floaters. So maybe that's what I see. And then level two, six months later, now they're in my peripheral. I'm like, the hell is that? Are you kidding? Level four. I'm like, oh, no, no. Oh, hell no. Y'all, you need to get out. I saved you. I <laughs> you're not welcome here no oh no i'm not okay with this i'm not equipped i i can't i no i sent them away and the thing i need to like preface is none of the energies that i felt felt off or you know bad Mm -hmm. they all felt very beautiful but i'm just i wasn't mentally equipped or ready to explore that side of things <laughs> so i pushed them away and they yeah they went away and then years later i'm like okay guys i'm ready can you come back <laughs> ancestors hello <People? laughs> anybody you there
0: <laughs> that, that i would have been i would have been run, like if i said i'll be out my door you know holding a trough like <laughs> <laughs>
1: But I love that you called that that uh, you thought that some of them were floaters in
2: your eyes. In my (laughs) eyes, yeah, like it's fine. It's me. It's me. Please say it's me. Um, Yeah. So that's the only thing. Like that's not spoken about a lot Mm -hmm. is you're opening yourself up to so much, Mm -hmm. and if you are super sensitive and you can't handle the energy Mm -hmm. and you feel everybody. I started to um, my my um, ability to sense what people are thinking without words was incredibly powerful. Mm-hmm. I felt crazy, uh, but when I regurgitated things to people, they're like, "How the hell?" I'm like, "You're
1: like I don't." So would you it's, would you it's say, just the way it is? Would you say then then like you are an empath? Were you an empath before mm-hmm. this
2: or mm-hmm. did it make mm-hmm. you
1: become, yeah?
2: <laughs> no, I was,
1: an, I was an empath
2: before this. So it just heightened, it heightens everything, everything. Okay. and yeah, oh my God. it's beautiful. I love it. I would never turn back the clocks. It's the most wonderful thing that I've ever done for myself was open myself to this because it has made space for me to do deeper healing with all my Own trauma and when you're healing healing is not a pretty thing so anybody that gives the idea that healing is all roses sunshine butterfly it's not that's not healing that's a (laughs) Mm -hmm. band-aid so what I would advise for anyone wanting to become uh, a Reiki master a Reiki practitioner is to yes do it open yourself up to this healing energy because in a time like we are in right now where trauma is at the forefront of our existence in every areas of our life we're going to need different modalities to work with Mm -hmm. and when you you know coupled with therapy Mm -hmm. energy healing is an incredible thing because it uproots the buried and um, stagnant energy that you're holding on to so when you uproot it and you go to your therapist you can work through your stuff Mm -hmm. versus you know having it sit there, you're like, no, 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 I'm fine. Yet your life is tumbling mm-hmm. and you are not aware of what is holding you hostage. I, it,
1: Go ahead. You know, you know, I was just going to say, it just almost sounds like um, it probably is very freeing. Like you probably feel very light after just because of all the, if there is like toxic energies or traumas in your body, just that healing process, you must feel very light. Yeah. That's what
2: people say after a healing session mm-hmm. for sure, and myself included. Although I did go to one practitioner when I just got into this that um, scared me. It felt like I was being put under and I didn't have control of myself. I was literally fighting to stay awake and stay, calm, you know, aware. Um, and it was a really trippy experience. I never went back to them because it was just, it was, it scared me. And they mm-hmm. scared me. Cause I'm like yeah. now I'm out, like I'm completely out, yeah. and you have access to my subconscious. No, no,
0: like it's <laughs> almost like the behind her eyes, you know, scenario going on. Yes, you watch that YouTube that um Netflix show. Like yes. you're like gosh, like if they could do that, like God knows what is possible being put right in a situation. You know, like
2: and that right, and that's the other thing. When choosing a practitioner, because they're open and you're tapping into the everythingness, get to know them, ask them tons and tons of questions. Even if you think these questions are ridiculous, it is your safety because you're not aware, you're not open yourself, you've, you've been closed. This person now has access to you. They're tapping into the energetic realm and into your um, energetic field. Because that's what we work with. We work with the org field around the body. And that's where all your information is stored. So if you're not clear about who you're working with, feeling their energy, meeting with them before you're like, yes, work on me, then you're not doing your own due diligence. Right,
0: right. So, yeah. I remember that um, I did Reiki once. um, Yeah. And, I mean, when I was done, I just felt like so many things, like came to the surface traumas pains hurt and i've been dealing with um a a psychiatrist alongside it and now it's almost like i don't know if it is part of the reiki or whatever but now that everything has come to the surface you're beginning to become aware of why this why you do what you do why this is and you're coming to terms with it and throwing it out of your yourself and say, I'm not going to deal with this anymore. I, it's been there for so long. This is not my, this is not me. I'm not dealing with this. It's gone. And it's amazing. Like I've had conversations with some of my friends and they're like, who is this person? Like so, there's so, there's been an awakening and right. I love it. But then obviously I've, I've she's transferred, her, um, she transferred good energy to me. And what leads to my next question is that we know energy is very, very powerful, and you transfer energy to heal. How do you ensure someone's negative energy is not transferred to you?
2: So, in uh, the healing session, when I first started, that was something that was challenging for me because I was like, I just want this person to feel better. I want, so I put my all, my 150% into them, and I didn't trust in the energy itself. I was like, mm, squeezing, you know, I need to make, I need to take it out. Mm-hmm. And then when my session's over, I walked away with their oh, God. Um, stuff. So I walked away with whatever they came to release. And, you know, like I remember um, a friend of mine called me and she was having a really rough time. And she's like, can you just administer Reiki? I'm like, sure. Where are you? She was like out in like Trinity Bellwood Park. And I told her to sit if she could, you know, and I would do it and just to be still. And I took everything. When I got off the call with her, I had to throw up. I had a massive headache, even during the session, like during removing it, I took it on. And then I called my um, teacher and I was like, this keeps happening. What do I do? And she's like, you're not releasing it. You're taking it on. Trust in the divine to help you through this. This is the divine energy. This is not yours. You're Mm -hmm. simply a conduit. So now what I do is, you know, at the time, because I was new, I put a, white bubble around me so i would operate in this white bubble of protection and i would administer out so only things could come out of me nothing could come in but now i don't need the bubble anymore i take the energy and i transmute it so i'll send it out the window or send it in a bucket and dissolve it so that helps because everything is energy and everything starts in in mind right Mm -hmm. so yeah, that has been helpful. I don't take anything on. I feel fine. I feel lighter because I'm using the energy as well. It's coming through me, so I'm using it to release whatever I have going on as well.
1: I think it's so fascinating what you're saying. It's like it it all it all makes sense it really does all make sense and it makes me think about like the your boss who introduced this two years ago as a part of like a pd to ensure that you were um good before working with like a vulnerable population it just makes me think about how many industries need that um you know like doctors for example or you know just anybody in the health i think anybody and everybody Mm -hmm. because oftentimes like in your role, whatever it is that you do for your professional career, you you bring that energy home, you bring it home with you. And, you know, yeah. that, that energy spreads to your family, to your partner, to your kids, like that kind of stuff. So yes. I, could see, I could totally see um, the benefits. People are floating through life, right? Yeah. They're, not, yeah. they're not aware
2: of their interaction.
1: So. Yeah. And, and and And, you know, like there's all these – quotes and sayings about like, you know, don't let somebody's energy come onto you and ruin your day. And you don't right. realize how true that really is. You know, if you if you're up against somebody at work, let's say, and they're just foul, they're just having a bad day, they don't intend for it to come onto you, but you feel it. And then you yes. your days kind of ruined, you know? Yes. So it's, it's really interesting, but for the, for Reiki um, and the sessions, like, so do you need just one session to heal with Reiki or can you kind of go through the process um, you would have with a, a client or, and, and, and please correct me if I'm saying it wrong. Like, is it a client? Is it a patient? Is it, how do you coin client? client. Okay. I call, yeah, I, I call them a client. Um. So.
2: It depends on the individual and what they're looking for. But generally, I would suggest more than one session because it has taken years for us to accumulate the baggage that we're coming to release that's holding us hostage. So one session generally isn't going to help you release years of trauma or years of pent-up energy, you know, um, hiding underneath the proverbial carpet. Mm -hmm. Uh, So more than one session. Uh, My suggestion is once a month you know, make a commitment to have a practitioner in your life that you go to for release every month. Some people would rather, you know, more than that. It's up to them, but once a month, at least.
0: I would, cause like I did it, I've only done it once. And um, then we went back into this horrible lockdown. So I haven't been back because obviously I don't want to put myself at risk and all of that. So it is, I know that I've, there's a i like the fact that you practice you, your, your focus is on childhood trauma because we don't even realize how much trauma we're carrying from our childhood and we've just pushed it to the back of our head or in our spirit or whatever and it's just piled up with all the other things and we don't even realize i know that i mean i've talked about this on the podcast before but i had sexual trauma as a nine nine-year-old child and I didn't realize oh, how much that affected even interactions with older men. I didn't even realize that even sometimes, I remember once I was with my uncle, and he's a lovely, lovely man. I'm going to send him this podcast because he loves Reiki. And he just, we were sitting on the couch and he put his arm around me because he sees me as his daughter. And I'm right. just like, okay, I think I'm ready to go home now. And I know he wouldn't hurt me, but I realize that. But thank God right. for like Reiki and all those things that it came to the surface that, oh, that's what it is. I like that you're right. on that because we carry that much inside of us that carries on into our life, our interactions with people. And you don't understand why people are so angry mm-hmm. with life and it's because mm-hmm. you're oppressed. Their childhood trauma. So exactly, anyone listening today, <laughs> go and see Carrie Anne and fix your yourself because fix your life, honey. Fix no. your life because it's not helping the rest of us. your 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 anger and your issues, but you. Yeah, it's like they've come. That, that's that's who I am.
1: You, you take yeah, leave it. yeah.
0: But you have to take so. ownership. We have to take ownership
2: for our own shit, mm-hmm. and I know that. You know, as a child, we were vulnerable. We -hmm. were vulnerable and the adults in our lives were supposed to protect us and they didn't. Now, unfortunately, we're in the space as an adult and we have to fix the damage ourselves. We have to do the diligent work, which is going to take the rest of our life because healing isn't an overnight thing. Nobody goes into the doctor's office and, you know, comes out, healed from a broken knee say they go in their knees broken and they're going to get a cast and they come out It's healed. it doesn't happen it takes time it takes months and this is the same way with emotional trauma that you can't see it's going to take years you took years to pile it and compress it it's going to take years to uncover it and release it and you have to be willing to be committed to the journey of healing and healing doesn't feel good i'm not like i can't stress Mm -hmm. this enough Mm -hmm. but you have to be willing to walk through the fire to get to the the bliss Mm -hmm. right and you you speak to people who have done the extraneous work of healing themselves and like i'm gonna use a tony robbins for an example you know and he's done immense work to heal his childhood trauma and he's made it into a multi-billion dollar organization but he's forever on a healing journey he right. hasn't stopped he hasn't been like all right i'm healed now Let's no he's continuously doing the work and this is what we need to you know really come to terms with and especially as brown human beings mm-hmm. the trauma that sits within our dna within our ancestral lineage mm-hmm. you know i know nicole you're from south africa or your your background's from south africa ajwa um from ghana ghana yes i I knew that (laughs) from ghana you know like the amount of generational stuff Mm -hmm. on top of that and then north american general like it's just a lot a lot a lot a lot a lot so we have to be willing to do the unpleasant work so that
1: we can get into a place of joy and comfort. Well it's uh it's true and and it's it, you really feel that like sometimes as Ajwe, you were saying too like with, with people don't bring that energy to me but sometimes too i feel that people don't even know that they they have that that energy or like energy yeah. blocking like they just don't know and sometimes like you know you said too Ajwa, take me for who i am kind of thing like that's the mentality that some people have so for some yeah. people who are kind of like skeptical let's say about um the practice of reiki what would you say i mean you, you you said a little bit right now about how important it is because of lineage and 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 that kind of stuff but what would you say to encourage people who are curious about it and and just need that extra push to to go forward with it
2: um
1: so are they afraid uh, are they, well i mean or like a skeptic just somebody who's just skeptical about oh, okay. the practice of reiki so what
2: i normally do with people who are like reiki what's that i'm like okay i need you to have you ever felt your energy so i ask them a question have you ever felt your energy before no most people haven't have any of you two felt your energy before not really I think so no i don't think so. oh yay let's do this exercise <laughs> then this is what i get them to do so I ask them to take their two hands, put them together like they're gonna clap,
0: mm-hmm.
2: but rub them together quickly. So you're gonna feel heat. Yes. And then slowly, when I say slowly, like super slowly, bring them apart like, like me. So super slow, teensy inches. And then, We're going to push them back, but slowly. Same slowness. Slow, slow, slow. And then we're going to pull them again apart. Slow, slow, slow. Pull, pull, pull. And then push in. Now I want you to pulsate. Slowly, small pulses. What do you feel?
0: I feel resistance.
2: Yes. Yes. Yes.
1: Crazy. (laughs) So
2: that is your energy and you could pull your hands out even further and feel Mm -hmm. how far your resistance is and that is your energy field. So this is what, this is the energy that sits around you. And I would encourage you to play with that more so you can get familiar with it. And that's the energy that sits around your body. It's called the auric field. And some people can see it in colors because it has different colors mm-hmm. depending on, um, you know, your level where your energy is sitting. Mm-hmm. Those are the colors that are, 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 you're omitting. There's this, a place in Toronto that I actually reached out to, but during COVID she's closed that takes aura photographs. Wow. So yeah, i am like, as soon as we're open, I'm going, <laughs> so cool. um, yeah because you can you can see where your energy your aura the colors of your aura what they are and then you can then go away and then do the work
0: to bring your aura field up
1: Mm.
0: i'm I'm like you got now (laughs) i want to look her up and say like sign up because it'll be interesting to see how does she so she uses a regular camera i'm assuming and takes a a i think it's an aura or field camera Mm -hmm. photo yeah yeah I'll send you her information. Yes, because I want to yeah, do it now because I need to see what kind of aura I have around me. <laughs> right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, and it goes back to like people saying, oh, you've got a good aura about you. Yeah. You know, like yeah. all these things are so connected. We don't even know. Right? <laughs> right? Oh
0: my gosh. That, well, yeah. that, that'll be interesting because, you know, like with Reiki and with energy, it's, such a powerful thing and we've been in all we've all been in situations when we walk into a room and we're like what is going on here like we could feel tension in the air but we just know like there's some drama that's going on and the whole time sometimes we, we don't go, even
2: know that sorry you, but sometimes know. we don't even know we're just like oh we <laughs> think we take it on and we're like oh I must be in a bad mood or you go to an event and you go home and you're like in this foul mood and you're mm-hmm. like why am I so pissed? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I don't understand it. You pulled on, you took somebody else's and you, you put it on like a backpack. And you took it home with you.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. And you know, like, it's just amazing. I mean, there's so much more we have to talk about, but, we're gonna take a short break because I'm sure everybody's now rubbing their hands to feel their energy right now. So we'll give them a moment to uh, try it out and then we will be back shortly with Carrie Ann with more questions. Guys, so we're back. We had like you know gosh, I wish you guys were listening to us off air, but it was just an inspiring conversation. But we'll we'll try and bring it back into the podcast. But um, so everybody, welcome back. I just want to carry one of my questions is I remember the first time I tried Reiki. I shared my um, experience with a very religious person. And the first thing they stated that isn't this voodoo or juju. (laughs) Christian principles. What would you tell anyone that has a very religious background? Why Reiki is a good option for healing, especially us Africans and Caribbeans. You know, we're very rooted in our Christian faith.
2: I get that. And I understand it to a T. When I went to Ghana, I've never in my entire life seen so many erected church. I was shocked. I was like, what the (laughs) hell? Where is our indigenous religion and the African spirituality that everything is birthed from? Why is there a church? What? So I get it. And I've gotten this question asked to me from family members, strangers. The thing is, Reiki isn't any form of religion or energy healing. Let's forget the Let's take the name Reiki out of it, Mm -hmm. because Reiki is a recoined word from the Japanese who reintroduced it into the world. Mm -hmm. Um, So. It's being in tune with the energy and it's what I say to Christians is it's the same thing Jesus did. I'm like at the expense of sounding blasphemous it's the same exact thing jesus did jesus went around and put his hands on people Mm -hmm. and healed them from their ailments that's it he transferred his god his connection to the god energy into their bodies and it healed them they believed in his ability so it healed them that's all it is and then they're like oh i get it Mm -hmm. you know I'm like, you don't have to be Christian to do this. You don't have to be Muslim. You don't have to be um, Hindu. You don't have, it's not a religious based practice. It's a universal modality.
1: So that's what I say.
0: Okay. Cause it helps. And I don't are like, yeah.
1: And so with that, I mean, you kind of just touched on it, but you said like, for example, You know, Jesus put his hands on people and it heal Um, for people who are interested in like booking an appointment with you, for example, would somebody come in only for if they're looking to heal like this? how do I say this? Like they're only looking to heal something that they feel is like an emotional barrier or would you say also like a physical ailment? So, or is the two connected? Like, are you feeling, do you have a personal injury on your body because you have like an emotional restriction or something? Is it connected? Sometimes. Yes. Sometimes it's connected. Um, So when I started, they advised
2: against doing um, any sort of energy healing on bones broken bones, because bones, when that healed the healing is so quick, it could heal them out of place. And we were new, we weren't trained or seasoned practitioner where we can actually sit and focus and talk to the energy and you know what I mean? understand the energy more and take ourselves out of it because remember i was telling you i was like "Mm," squeezing putting my own intentions (laughs) into it because i wanted to make sure they were healed just in case the energy didn't work but the energy always works so now what i would do now is i would i heal everything um and mental physical and emotional all of that this energy helps to break down transmute balance out
1: yeah are you um as a as a reiki master are you at all or ever a part of like a allied health team like do you work in tandem with somebody who um does like meditation or like, can you, cause I can see how the, the benefit of Reiki also having then a part of your healing process to do meditation and, um, and perhaps things like yoga. So are, do you do that as well? Are you part of a team yes. as well? I'm not a part of a team. Um, but I do do that as well.
2: Yo, know, I am a big practitioner and a big promoter of, um, I, I, I want to say yoga because meditation is yoga. That's the original okay. form of yoga. So the physical aspect is a teensy weensy part of it. Right. <laughs> um, but it's, it's, it's all, you know, encompassing, but um, I, I study, I've studied yoga professionally. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Kriya yoga in particular, which is mind, body and soul connection. So yeah i am a big 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 promoter of yoga uh, and and meditation mindfulness meditation and traditional meditation where you empty the mind and mindfulness meditation where you really sit and focus in the moment in the present moment so you you if there's a bird outside, you listen to the chirping of the bird. If it's windy, you listen to the um, the trees and the branches and the leaves moving in the wind. If there's a car nearby, or even you know, paying attention to what's happening inside of your own body, what are you feeling? Are there sensations coming up? You know, what are you thinking? Where did your thought go? Why did your thoughts go there? You know, just being acutely aware of where you're, where you are right now, instead of thinking ruminating on the past or forward thinking into the future, which isn't here yet. It's not guaranteed. And the past is done.
1: You know, yeah. those
2: are the two places that keep us hostage and, and keeps us
1: in a misery state. And anxious and anxiety. Yeah. Because I feel exactly like that's, that's where I'm at. I'm at the point where it's like, I'm anxious. I stay up at night because I think about things that haven't happened yet or think about the yeah. past. So, yeah. Yeah.
2: And you're not alone nicole
1: it's, that's good to it's know it's the majority of the world yeah
0: <laughs> especially now especially now we, yeah we were ranting a bit about like when are they going to roll out this vaccine blah blah blah. we want normality because we're like thinking of all the things we have planned you know okay so can i touch on that mm-hmm. of course yeah okay so
2: there was never any normality before, and there isn't going, there's no going into a normal state. Where we are right now, and if we're talking about the global scheme of what is happening in the world, we're in an enslaved state right now. And the push for this thing, this V, is actually very scary, because it's an an untested element it's untested we are then becoming the guinea pigs and they're pushing for the black the brown community to be the guinea pigs for something that has never been administrated to the public every animal that they use to test it has died (sighs) like and the different companies that they have used to push this thing and they all have really weird health
0: Activations
2: yeah. that are yeah i do not want to, yeah side effects that humans are experiencing so i am very leery energetically i'm like oh hell no run to the hills go into nature use your natural products that god gave us mm-hmm. earth herbs you know all the chemical boxed package goods that they are forcing on people That's not that's what's killing us. That's what's breaking down our immune system. So we literally have to go back to basic. We have to tap into self. We have to get in balance with self and, you know, do what we need to do to keep ourselves healthy and clean holistically. We can't listen to entities outside of ourselves to tell us how to be connected to the divine. It's just it's you know,
1: it's it. It doesn't balance out. It's interesting you say like back to basics because when we were speaking to our guest who was a naturopathic doctor, like, you know, um, it was my first time. So she was highly recommended for Madwa. So that's where I made my first appointment with her. And one thing that, you know, we spoke about is just like, It is going back to basics because of all the chemicals, (laughs) because of all the, you know, all these ailments that I was talking to her about. But basically it is, it's just like full circle coming back to the things that we have always had available to us that have always been known to, to make our lives better, to make our bodies feel better. So it is, um, it is, it is interesting that we always think that we need so much more than what we actually have right in front of us.
2: Yeah. Even going outside for a walk and being in nature gives us energy because trees, right? They have oxygen and we need that. Our lungs need oxygen to stay alive. Mm -hmm. And we're so busy in this rat race world that we don't normally have time to go out and even have an hour walk in nature right? And this is what God gave us, fruits and veggies, God gave us, you know, and I'm not talking about the God that sits on a throne up above looking down being like, you're bad, I'm gonna judge you. (laughs) I don't believe in that. I'm talking about the grand energy source that has created this world and everything in it and all the other cosmos and all the other galaxies and then some and then some and then some that big ginormous thing that our tiny little brains are like, I don't even understand what that is. You know it's that, <laughs> um, but we have negated that big element for believing in other humans to help fix us, and it's like no, boo, you have God inside of you. Learn and remember. You know, I have on my mailing list. I, I do a Kai's love notes where I send out love notes five days a week, and in it, I always say, "Remember who you are. Remember who you are." Cause we're forgotten because this world is so chaotic and we're so under stress we're so hyper vigilant to get this thing that they tell us that we need to get to live and be happy yet we're striving 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 for this thing but we're so miserable and we were the the most unhappy we're ever we've ever been and it's like there's We're out of balance. Right. We're just out of balance.
1: You know, you know, it's so funny. This is so interesting. This morning when I woke up, it was on my mind and I don't know why. I have a son, a three-year-old, but you know what I said to myself? I said, if I have another son, another baby, I'm going to name him Kai. (laughs) <laughs> oh, that i, I just think that. that is just crazy that you mentioned that <laughs> you've got and, that
2: hi <laughs> is carrie and ingram so oh, it's my name yeah oh, it's beautiful my I, name
1: I love it. And yeah. I don't know why it came to me like I didn't know that about you. Yeah, you know? I, yeah. I know you as Ann or like being introduced to Ann. So that's just interesting. I'm going to say that is the energy. You were had yes. that good energy that was transmitted right? and I got that. So <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love it. I love that. So I went to see a Reiki master, like I mentioned, and we yeah. had a cord cutting ceremony first of all, is that something that you do? And maybe if you can touch on other services that you offer other than Reiki. Sure.
2: So I have done that. And you know, it's when the cord cutting process is when we're energetically tethered, we have energetically tethered ourselves to someone else. And we feel that it's impossible to let go. We're just carrying around this like anchor of misery attached to that person. So, um, then the cord cutting comes in. But normally, we're not attached to anyone, you know, it's just it's in our mind where we have just put ourselves there based on our thinking that Oh my god, something happened, like, you know, twin flames and all of that soul connection. So I'm tied to this person, you're not you're believing that you are, you are tied to the divine, which is everybody's tied to divine so therefore we're all connected together in that sense but you're not tethered in a way that you can't release yourself so um i offer that i also i work a lot with crystals like gems do i have yeah gemstones are my bae oh, love. i love <laughs> oh, love so this is clear quartz um and I make healing jewelry. I use them in my healing practice. And now that you know, a lot of people are uncomfortable with coming in, there's distance Reiki. And distance Reiki has been around for a century before any of this lockdown. Mm-hmm. So I've worked with clients in different countries that have felt the immense power of this mm-hmm. healing energy because energy has no border. It has no barrier. Energy travels, you know? Um, it's thoughts, for instance, like, You've said, or I'm sure you, a family member, you guys have heard say, I'm going to send you a prayer. I'm going to pray for you. Right. And you don't have to be in the same vicinity and you pray and they're like, yeah, thank you. I feel that. Or, you know, I wish you, I'm sending you good wishes. And they're like, thank you. I feel that. That's energy. So this Reiki is, you know, heightened, a heightened version of that. Mm -hmm. Um, Because it's concentrated energy. I'm concentrating the energy directly to you. And, um, so I work with that crystals, gemstones, um, t- um, Oracle cards, tarot card. I'm, I'm learning about the tarot mm-hmm. and I'm learning about the history of it and trying to understand it before I dive into it deeply. But, uh, Oracle, which is connecting with God and getting that message through imagery to, uh, work with clients. Um, Yeah. Journaling. I'm a big proponent of journaling, yes. meditation, journaling. get my clients to <laughs> like this is this will help you. I know it's yeah. hard, I know. And I think <laughs> food, you know, understanding what you put in your body and how it also helps to build you up or break you down. If our society was about healthy um consumption of foods we wouldn't be where we are right now i believe mm-hmm. i believe we would be more in a healthy state because yeah the food the majority of the food that we get it's not good for us it actually does more damage
0: i so, like that you yeah. mentioned crystals because i have two pink quartz a bigger one that sits on my dressing table and a small yeah. one it's in my bag because oh. they uh, apparently i was told that it's supposed to bring love into your life love so mm-hmm. am I not doing it right? i like like, there's <laughs> something I'm not doing that's not pretty. Right.
2: <laughs> so we often look outside of ourselves. We're looking mm-hmm. for love. We're searching for love. Mm-hmm. Love sits within you. So you have to be that love. You have to love yourself immensely mm-hmm. first before that love from Another can connect with you because we're vibrations, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're vibing where I don't have it, but I want it from somebody else, then you're out of balance with that person who has it mm-hmm. and wants to match you, but you're down here. Or vice versa. If you're like I have this love and I I I want to share it with somebody, but somebody is like, I'm looking for somebody to love me, they're not gonna find you because they're not vibing, you know, on your same energy wavelength. So yeah you're not doing anything wrong just continue to love yourself baby girl love yourself up down and around and around the corner all over
0: oh my gosh i, I mean i think you when you talked about like um cut sword um cutting and um tethering i guess in the history yeah. community they talk about soul ties and not being able to move on um i I think you mentioned with the cord cutting but is reiki something that helps with that as well to help people move on from those soul ties whether it is um with a a love partner or a parent or whatever it is is that a possibility because you did say there's no we're not tied to anyone but yeah really believe that they are is reiki another way they can heal and break away from it
2: totally it unroots or uproots the energy that has been stagnant or Mm -hmm. buried right so the belief is that we do we are attached to somebody else they are holding us hostage they are they are but it's the belief that we're holding that's holding us toward Mm -hmm. to them so once we're in a session and we so in my session we talk so there's a lot of therapeutic verbal you know Dialogue that we talk about what you're struggling with and how, um, and what areas in your life you're having struggles or stagnation, and then we get into the body Mm -hmm. and then we release the energy in the body,
1: yeah. Um, and so actually, just going back to something too that you said about, um, the fact that Reiki has been, um, and can be done virtually or from a distance yeah. like before COVID. So yeah. that is really interesting because I think that, you know, like not knowing so much about Reiki, the one thing that I've seen anyways, because side note, there's a girl that I follow on Instagram who's a stage four breast cancer. Um, she's, she's still within it. She's not yet a survivor. Um, right. But she, Reiki is a big part of her healing. Like she is really pushes it. And so whenever I see her, In her stories and stuff, it's always like, you know, how you would visualize it as you're laying down and there's somebody like yourself who would, a Reiki master, um, usually by her head and things like that. So with the distance, with COVID now being a part of our everyday lives for the moment, how have you adjusted your practice and i imagine that it would still be effective either way but can you sort of take us through what that would look like if somebody like myself wanted to do a session with you from a distance or a distance COVID? yeah absolutely so um
2: book an appointment online we would meet <laughs> on zoom just like this and i would get them to set an ambiance an ambiance for themselves that they feel comfy within. I have music that I'm playing in the background that could set the mood. I sage um, the in the space, but I'm like, if you have sage, do sage your own space. Um, generally, I get them to lie down on their bed because uh, most people feel more comfy on their bed, but they can lie down on their couch. Um, and then we talk through it because the thing with Reiki is it's not like traditional, like a medic... Um, massage where Mm -hmm. you go and you're like oh i'm out (laughs) Mm -hmm, yeah i want you to talk to me because different imagery will come up different colors different shapes people Mm things will come up or pain and i need you i need to hear where this is and what you're feeling so we could work through it we could talk through it and we could decipher what that means in the body um so we would do that. I get them to run their hands under cold water beforehand. I also get them to drink water the night before, a lot of water, and you know, leading up to because we want to make sure the body is hydrated. Um and then uh when you're done, you don't want to really be doing anything strenuous because you're going to feel really relaxed and you're going to want to sleep or lie down. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, I'm like don't book anything after just make sure you have space to just be and allow the energy to do its magical thing and work through you.
1: Yeah, I think we take our bodies so for granted, because I can see how that can feel like, uh, like I said before, really freeing and lifting, but also like draining, you know, it's almost like it is draining from your body. Um, So I can see the benefit of you know, just like laying low and taking it easy after um, something like that. In the beginning, when we first started talking to you, you you said dis-ease. And I wondered Mm -hmm. if, um, you know, you can kind of touch on that too. I remember reading something about that too. Um, Do you know the author? I'm sure you do, Louise L. Hay. Louise, um, hey hell yeah heal your life i met so, her I met yeah her several times. oh you did oh that's awesome so i read that book years ago i still have it somewhere and um you know where every part of your body is associated. like if you have a pain in a certain part of your body then you know yes. and she talks about dis-ease yes. so yes. yeah so could you sort of talk about that and how that relates to reiki and your practice
2: yeah so um When there's dis-ease in the body, the body is feeling pain (laughs) and it's out of alignment. So dis-ease can turn into disease Mm. if we don't handle it or um, give it attention and really work through what is causing. So I'll give you an example. For me, I internalize stress. I have learned it from my childhood traumas, um, how to, I, I wasn't able to speak up. For myself or um uh advocate for myself as a child so i would have to internalize everything i couldn't even cry <laughs> so mm-hmm. everything was internalized so um when i'm going through really strenuous times in my life i internalize my stress and they then come through my body so when i was in school and i was going through a really tough like exam period you know exams oh my god they kill you mm-hmm. i developed like there was a lump that grew out of like overnight uh, on my neck wow. and it just was kept growing. And I was in exams. I didn't have time to really handle it. So I went to like the emerge, had them look at it, had an appointment, had to come back, wrapped a scarf around my neck and went back to do my exams. Oh
1: my goodness. Right? <laughs> and then
2: <laughs> I met like, um, my, um, ex-partner, his dad is a Ghanaian, um, OBGYN or was he's retired now but he had like a another gun in doctor friend who colleague who he like put me onto he's like look at her neck and he looked at my neck and just gave me this I think it was a placebo to be truth. he went <laughs> into his, his um jaw pulled out a, a pill he's like take that it'll get rid of it and he got rid of it <laughs> <laughs> and then um there's another time I was having like some of my like uh, emotional stuff with my mother came up again, school stuff, relationships. It was a really rough time. And I developed a lump in my left breast mm. literally came up overnight. I woke up in the morning and there was a lump sticking out of my breast. I raised, like I moved my hand, like what's that? And I see this lump freaks me out. Right. Mm, for sure. So I still had exams. So I still had to do my exams. <laughs> I'm like a psycho student like that. And (laughs) I then went to the doctor and they were like, ooh, we got to like send you to the specialist. So we went to an oncologist and then they ended up having to remove it because it was potentially cancerous. And so that was 2010 and all good ever since. And COVID, so, Mm -hmm. you know, back up. Every so often, like I would get a cyst in my right boob and they're like oh that's nothing you know eating too much sugar or your life mm-hmm. is just stressful like manage your stuff mm-hmm. in the beginning of april march end of march beginning of april all of this as the cyst in my right popped up like a lump popped up again and i was wow. like huh very interesting i'm not going to a hospital like what am i gonna do about this so my cousin's like, I start to panic. My cousin's like, aren't you a Reiki master? Do Reiki. I'm like, oh, yeah. we always forget. As practitioners, we always forget about ourselves. So I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So then I started to administer the Reiki and it went away, gone completely. Wow. I went for a, an appointment like a, this week. And he, he was like, there's nothing there. I'm like, I know I got rid of it. Um, and he's like, what? But in my right boob, i developed another like another cyst came in that one and during the stressful times our bodies like completely we go back we revert back to what it was used to doing right the unconscious brain i don't know if you guys are familiar with like joe Dispenza. so the unconscious mind literally has a way to control the conscious part of ourselves unless we work through that you know um i think i got a, i went on it no no, no, no no that's that's
1: perfect did i answer the question <laughs> no i don't no, even you know you did you, you did. know <laughs> you know what um what so something else that we spoke in our last in our last um interview too was uh, i had mentioned that i had bell's palsy once in my life and yeah. you know different people have different opinions on it but one of the doctors was like you know what it's probably your stress what's going on in your life right at this moment and ironically i was also i was living in montreal i was also in exams um my grandfather had just passed away um there was like a whole bunch of stuff but you like and and me too i just like internalized my stress and one of the doctors was like you know what it's it's stress it's just stress so It's like, you know, it it comes out in different forms and they keep saying like stress is a silent killer. So I can see how it goes. It comes in different parts of our body and it's it is so hard. Like I I wrote down the name of that Joe Dispenza because I've heard about the unconscious mind, but I'd like to tap into that because it's just like sometimes it's so debilitating how Mm -hmm. your thoughts can take over and, and like debilitate your body or just like the pains and the aches and everything, so. Exactly. <sighs> yep.
0: When we were on break, we had to, I just wanted to bring this up so you could tell, especially our female Brown sisters about this. We talked about how sometimes we're very intuitive. And I gave you an example about my whole New York escapade and what I felt afterwards. And I just wanted you to, for those obviously people didn't know what we were talking about, but with us, especially with us Brown women, single women, or in general, we tend to have gut feelings about certain men or people in our lives. And I know I was recently having this conversation with a friend of mine and I told her, I asked her, I am sure from day one, you knew you had no business being in this relationship, you know, but you still went forward with it. And this is something a lot of us women, we really want a relationship. We really want to make things work, but we avoid it. And I was telling you about my experience, how, you know, after I saw this person, that feeling I felt was just so uncomfortable, but I pushed it away. And you, you pretty, I pretty much said it was energy. And so I guess I wanted you to basically talk to our Brown sisters, how to really pay attention to that energy they feel when they are in a situation or a relationship and all of that jazz.
2: Always tune into your gut, Mm -hmm. which is your soul connection, Mm -hmm. which is the God voice speaking within you. Mm -hmm. You know, like it is an innate knowing and a feeling that you know something is not right. You know it we always know it so oftentimes we push past it or we're like oh i i'm just over we make excuses for it oh i'm just over exaggerating Mm -hmm. but if you really want to tap in and find out if it's true or not you know an exercise you can do is one heart or one hand over the heart one heart hand over the stomach because we hold this knowing in our stomach Mm -hmm. and just sit with that breathe breath is life so inhale exhale and then just sit with yourself in silence and listen Mm -hmm. when you're sitting inside listen to what you feel and what you hear Mm -hmm. and then go with that like do not negate your innate connection to source that is always speaking to us always here for our greater good Mm -hmm. so that that
0: would be my um suggestion (laughs) i think it is a necessary evil because we 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 put ourselves in sometimes situations we have no business in and it's funny how everybody around us is feeling that energy that no no yeah and you know sometimes i feel that for some people in my lives like when they're telling me about this person i believe i'm very intuitive but i'm not I always throw it away when it comes to me because of obviously you want something really bad, but then sometimes with friends and family, they're in a relationship or in a situation and you feel it in your spirit that they have no business being there, but the fear of telling them because you don't want to come off as being a hater or being negative or whatever. So you tend to put, keep your mouth shut. And you're just like, it just doesn't feel comfortable. every single, And I know I feel that all the time. I'm like, It doesn't feel right, but being a single woman myself, you don't want to express that to people. But then when it comes to me, I throw it out the door. I'm like, "Mm, I'm not dealing, you know, this is more like fear because I've been hurt in the past. I don't want to deal with it. Then the relationship ends and you're like, yeah, I knew that. (laughs) What was I doing? Like, what the hell was I doing? Going this far with this person or entertaining them. And then that's when the anger and it adds to the trauma. And somehow, you can't really blame the person because it's like, yeah, you knew, but you still went ahead with it. So I like that.
2: And the question I would ask you to ask yourself is why? Why do you keep doing that? Or anyone that does that, right? Mm
0: -hmm.
2: Why? What is it that you are so afraid of that you will put yourself in harm's way to be with somebody that is not going to respect you, treat you the way you're supposed to be treated? what what is that push mm-hmm. and when you get to the bottom of it then you're able to spot it mm-hmm. and then not walk into a situation like that because you're like oh no boo i see you coming Mm-mm. i got this I, I love me better i love me more mm-hmm. and for me in my life this is where i'm single happily i have people like hello kirian please i want to marry you <laughs> 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 and i'm like yeah no i'm good thanks so much mm-hmm. i feel all of that i see all of that mm-hmm. and like i i'm you know I met somebody online not an online dating they just met me on mm-hmm. an online platform and then they instantly was like you know i love you and all of this i'm like how <laughs> like are you listening to yourself? Please go get a therapist. Like, (laughs) and I'm not saying that to be facetious, but I'm like, if you are, you can see somebody online and think that you're in love with them without fully knowing them, there's something wrong there. You're looking for something that I can't give you because when you get to know me and I, you realize that, Oh, she's human. Your perception is going to be shattered. And then you're going to turn around and want to treat me like garbage because that's, what humans do if they're not working on self so i'm a big proponent for self work heal thyself Mm -hmm. do the work harsh like really focus in on self don't focus on a relationship and i know in a time in times like these where we're isolated you know when we we can't see our friends and family wishing that as a single person wishing that you had somebody to lean on who could be there with you and go through these troubling times with you. I get it. I totally get it. Um, But that doesn't mean that you should give up your truth Mm -hmm. just because you want something that seems to be perfect which nothing nothing on this planet is perfect everything is an imperfection so you find the perfection in the imperfection in a sense but looking for a relationship is never a um good thing right it will come they come when we're as i said earlier when we're vibing at the right vibration a match will come to us that is also vibing at that vibration like. So whenever we attract the shit, that means we were vibing at the shit level. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, like it. it is, there's no sugar coating that. It just, it is what it is. Everything on our planet is energy. Mm-hmm. Everything is governed by energy. So as long as we keep that at the forefront of our mind, we will start to realize that whatever we pull into our physical space is because of the energy that we're pulling out. So if we pull, if we pull in, you know, joy, humor, lightness is because we are also giving off joy, humor, laughter, Mm -hmm. abundance, you know, a lot, you'll hear uh, people talk about manifestation Mm -hmm. a lot, right? Abundance. Mm -hmm. But the majority of the world, they're not sitting in a state of manifestation or abundance. They're sitting in lack and poverty mindset, right? Mm -hmm. So that's what they're pulling in. So in order for us to acquire more abundance, acquire more manifestation of the things that we really want in our lives, we have to up-level our mental game and really be conscious about what we're putting out into the world.
0: I like that. I like that. That really, really um, makes a lot of sense. That really does. Um, So we're at, at last question. And I just want to ask you, what is one myth and one fact you can debunk or prove about Reiki?
1: <laughs> oh girl,
0: I love this. I
2: love this one's good. This one's good. And I have a story to accompany this one. Oh my god. Okay, so is Reiki? I I've had people contact me from like finding me on Google. I would like to book a Reiki massage, please. Oh, wow. And then like, I'm like, this is on the phone. I'm like a Reiki massage. Like, what is that? I, I don't know what that is. Is that new? Is that a new thing? Should I, what is that? You know, where, you know, I take off all my clothes and you massage me and you give me Reiki. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> shock, shock face. <phase. laughs> uh, No, I don't do that. And that's not what Reiki is. Mm-hmm. There are, pra- there are massage masseuse, massage therapists who also, are Reiki masters or Reiki mm-hmm. practitioners and they m- administer Reiki in their practice, but there's no such thing as a Reiki massage. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Um, sorry to disappoint your thinking, but it's a little creepy. <laughs> <laughs> and I had one guy like really, really was adamant about coming for his Reiki massage. And I'm like, hey, you're a man. My yeah. service is for women. So for you to push this, I do have some male clients who I've known and who I trust and who, you know, that it's not randoms. Um but you're pushing this on me. It's making me very uncomfortable. Please no, don't. No, not okay. <laughs> so yeah, that that's that's one. Reiki massage. So reiki, yeah. The Reiki is in non-invasive. Oftentimes, we don't touch you. We hover in the energetic field slightly above the body, the auric field, and that's where we work.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yes, because that I when I had it, she just stayed over my body and never touched it. And the places she felt were, stiff or I was pushing away. She would like hover around that area to try, and it's so funny. I could feel it coming out of my chest, but like there was something. Yeah. Missing yeah and she's like yeah you've closed your heart off go for yes it. <laughs> so yes i it was in it was Im, Im, amazing to feel the tug and pull she's pulling mm-hmm. but it's resisting and i was like gosh what is that and she's like yeah you are your heart chakras blocked and you've blocked it mm-hmm. because of past issues and hurt so you need to learn to let down that barrier Release. and allow yeah the right type of love and healing into your life so it's and that
1: starts with yourself Well, we want to thank you so much. I feel like we can continue this conversation for like the rest of the day. <laughs> you Ladies so are amazing. No, no, you're amazing. Honestly, <laughs> It's been such a pleasure. And it's like, um, I just feel like we've been smiling the whole time. Yeah, so it's been such a nice um, way to start our weekend.
2: Mm -hmm. and the spring equinox like literally we've moved into the new year so yeah it's a beautiful new way
1: yeah what what great timing so yeah i feel when you were doing that exercise with us with our hands when we were really quiet you could just hear the birds chirping so yeah it it was that was really nice too but again thank you so much it's been such a pleasure thank you ladies thank you likewise
0: And for our audience, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Fufu and Pap. Don't forget to like and subscribe on our Instagram pages. It's at Fufu and Pap on Instagram. And our email is at fufuandpap at gmail.com. And yes, please subscribe on your streaming apps. You know, we're on Spotify. We are on Google. We are on Apple. So subscribe so you can get our latest episodes.
1: And we'll for sure also link um okay. carrie ann's page and anything that you you'd like to share with us will for sure as well put so yes
2: can i i don't know when you're putting this out but i have a monthly woman's moon gathering that i do where we meet and we um indulge in some ancient practices we release we do um, herbal steams. we talk about Things that are holding us down and we just release it so it's a beautiful gathering so
1: you ladies i invite
2: you ladies oh, to come, to and your that. guests as well
1: and so for what about april and every month after yeah. is, it, is it just dependent or like how do you determine the date
2: yeah the it's on the full moon so it's normally done on the full moon okay so that okay. we could use the full moon energy as females to release
1: okay good. and to
2: generate yeah it's it's
1: yeah proceed. oh that's so cool yeah so we'll definitely f- for sure um share that with our listeners but again thank you so okay. much it's been great yes thank you lady.